Monarch Corroboration A number of people still can't ring themselves to believe the stories of so-called monarch victims and presidential models. They can't believe the United States government would act so insidiously. They can't bring themselves to believe that our right government officials could fall to such a low perversion. Would they violate the human spirit just for lust? Just for greed? If you believe that mind control crap, they say, you'll believe anything. Even that a secret government manipulated by the Mossad and the Al-Qaeda to fly those planes into the World Trade Center. As I wrote in the 1994 edition, after a little thought, once one has processed the horror, one realizes that in each case, celebrities and high government officials were controlled by their vices, which were fed by the cryptocracy using one of Project Monarch's programmed presidential models. In each case, it was the survivors' remarkable programmed gifts, which were the invisible reins of control the cryptocracy held over senators, presidents, and kings. In fact, it looks as if our executive branch of government is now controlled by new innovations and the unusual Machiavellian options. Bribery, blackmail, threat of death, assassination, and now I'd add fear induction, that is to say, terrorism. Then again come to the doubts. Here we are taking the word of reintegrated persons who suffered a lifetime of multiple personality disorder which is a relatively new idea in itself. Beyond the average cognitive dissonance responses, one just doesn't want to believe any of it. Still, the evidence mounts. Sure, we'd all seen the films Three Faces of Eve and Sybil, but MPD is new to the psychoscience. And to confuse things more, it was named DID for Dissociative Identity Disorder in 1994. In 1980, there were only 200-plus cases of MPD reported to the American Psychiatric Association. In 1990, however, there were more than 24,000 cases. That doesn't mean they weren't all the same thing. It only means that the mental health industry has just begun to get caught on how to diagnose it. Based on the testimony we've heard, trauma-based programming has existed for hundreds, perhaps thousands of years, which means there have been programmed people among us with multiple personalities, probably since the beginning of humankind. While psychiatrists are still struggling with effective treatments, radical new techniques are emerging, such as those adapted from neurolinguistic programming and Ericksonian hypnosis. These and similar techniques can affect quick and complete reintegration or fusion for people suffering from MPD. As the treatments become more effective, more MPD sufferers are remembering their core selves and some are discovering that those core selves are stamped, made by U.S. government. But that idea is still politically incorrect. New work with MRI and other scanners showing the human brain during possession of multiple personalities is hard to refute. Dr. Pribram's work in the quantum physics of the brain as applied to DID is even harder to refute. One day there will be experts who come to court with CAT scans, PET scans, and MRI and other new tools to prove to any jury beyond the shadow of a doubt 
that the accused in his or her executive personality did not commit the crime, but personality A, B, C, or D committed the crime, but they cannot be tried because they were not read the Miranda rights, which constitutional law says must be read to the accused before even questioning. The next chapter tells the story of the case illustrating the problem. And here is another interesting story discovered when the victim brought her case to court. The owner of an elegant clothing shop, Victoria, a non-diplume, sued her uncle, her father was dead, based on the memory she recovered of incest she said occurred 34 years before. The uncle vigorously denied the charges, and the case was put on hold until the Florida Supreme Court decided that the statute of limitations had expired on this delayed memory case, thus sidestepping a decision. In an interview with a local newspaper, Volpes would not discuss the lawsuit or her uncle, but she spoke to a reporter for three hours about the other memories she'd recovered. She said she wanted the government to admit its wrongdoing and release the results of Monarch Mind Control Project and other compensates its victims. Volpe said she wasn't interested in naming names or getting anyone else in trouble. I'm looking for a negotiated peace settlement with the government, she said. She only wanted to know the keys to my programming so that I may complete my therapy and healing process. According to the paper, a CIA spokesperson said he wasn't familiar with the mind control experiments Volpe described. Its existence isn't likely, he said. I wouldn't deny her memory or of her experience, but I would be very surprised to see CIA involved in any way. The article said Volpe's points to the fact that she was found with three other women who have recovered similar memories. All three women are members of a support group run by a therapist who is a past president of the prominent society for the study of multiple personality and dissociative disorders. The therapist, the paper said, has diagnosed about 30 cases of multiple personality disorder and does not question the accuracy of the satanic abuse and military mind control memories. I don't think these folks are making it up, the therapist said. They're two together. Volpes was separate from her husband and the mother of two grown children. She built a thriving business and developed a busy social life, the article said. She has too much going on to be inventing this type of fantasy, the therapist said. Besides, people worldwide describe the same things. It couldn't be a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, said FBI agent Kenneth Lanning, who studied allegations of ritual child abuse by satanic cults and others. He said in a phone interview to the paper that the Monarch Project was just a kind of myth or legend that's being spread by a number of small people at a variety of therapy conferences. Absurd urban legends about the corporate logos of Procter & Gamble and Liz Claiborne being satanic symbols persist in spite of all efforts to refute them with just reality, Lanning told the paper. Just because individuals who never met each other tell the same story doesn't mean it's true. Another person who questions the accuracy of the memories was their attorney who represented Volpe's 70-year-old uncle. It's unlikely, extremely unlikely, for this woman to have supported the extraordinary events she alleges occurred to her in her childhood and adolescence, the paper quoted the attorney saying. This is not just daddy sneaking into the bedroom. This is torture and murder.
according to the paper the attorney blames therapies for creating or at least perpetuating mass hysteria through the current fad of repressed memory therapy Volpe said her father was a Cuban-American who went into the U.S. military and was stationed in Panama, Germany, and several U.S. bases, including MacDill and Tampa. She was one of seven children. In 1959, the paper said, Volpe's father left for the military and returned to Cuba for about a year. Then he was asked by the Cuban government to leave. Volpe's regarded this as evidence that he was a CIA agent. During that year in Cuba, her alleged abuse at the hands of her uncle occurred, according to their lawsuit. The accusations include rape, sodomy, and unusual sexual practices. Memories of the abuse by her uncle, as well as others, remain beyond her conscious mind until after her father's death in 1989, Volpe said. At an intensive four-day session of therapy in Minnesota, she got the idea she might have some kind of sexual abuse problem but she had no memory of anything. Then she had a dream in which her father was chasing her and laughing, saying, you can't get away from me. She said that when she awoke, she knew that the dream, what it meant. It shocked her, she said, because this was certainly not the image I had of my father or that anyone else had of my father. Other memories came later through work Volpes did with a number of therapists and her own working with pen and paper, letting her subconscious take over and instruct her to write. Volpes remembered her father taking her to a satanic ritual in Panama where Indians killed a small baby and ate it. Her father took her to a ceremony purposely to traumatize her on instructions from his bosses in CIA, Volpes said. She said she split several times that night depositing the painful memory with several alter personalities. I don't know how many parts of me there are, Volpe said. Memories of military mind control emerged during treatment at Charter Hospital in Dallas, where she was sent by Dr. Colin Ross, well-known expert in the field of multiple personality disorder. There she was given a paper and told to draw. Her memories of programming sessions by her controls grew out of that time. And the article said she was the only one of many children who were traumatized and programmed to total obedience, she said. I believe these were experiments to see how much you could control human beings, Volpe said. Dr. Ross confirmed that Volpe's told him she was a military program multiple personality, the article said. His take on it? It's a very complicated matter, difficult to figure out how much is real and how much is not real. It warrants serious study. Volpes told the paper, the Monarch Project experiments are still going on, but she declined to discuss current activities because her controls might harm her. She offered a manuscript from a group called Ritual CIA, Cult Incest or Abuse Exposed in Santa Rosa, California, that describes the project pretty much the way she did. The paper reported that FBI agent Lanning said it's important to take note that people who describe memories of satanic abuse and military mind control often really believe they took place and aren't knowingly lying. It's possible that something abused them, not a satanic cult, not CIA, but something did happen to Volpes while she was growing up. The trouble though, Lanning told the paper, is that once she starts talking about her wilder memories, 
she loses credibility in the courtroom. That isn't lost on the attorney, the article reported. I don't know which of her personalities is suing, he said. Due process requires that the real abusers stand up. I'm looking forward to the cross-examination. Are you laughing? Marks Phillips isn't. Phillips had been dealing with the victims of Project Monarch for quite a while. Serial killings are on the increase 200-fold, Phillips said. When caught, some of the killers blamed Satan for their exploits and crimes others could not legitimately remember. I watched the FBI stand firm on their, quote, no such thing philosophy, remind you of what the detective said on the Oprah Winfrey show. When I managed to get Volps on the phone, she talked freely. AIDS was known about in 1968 or earlier, she said. I know three different monarch survivors, peoples. We all got vaccinations, inoculations against autoimmune deficiency. We got it in 1968. AIDS didn't come out until the 1970s. I said that I'm never going to talk about this. People would say think I'm crazy. So I never talked about it. Then when I did, in the group, three other people said, Oh yeah, we were inoculated too. A 1953 artichoke document references the CIA's interest in the synthetic virus. You know how many people died because of AIDS? I won't sign an affidavit to that effect. They'd kill me. But didn't you ever wonder why the politicians in D.C. don't get AIDS? They had the cure for AIDS before they let it out. Now they're going to release the cure because they hadn't anticipated that it was going to cost this much money. They've developed a whole line of racially specific viruses. They've got things so bad you can't imagine. Volp said this in 1994. We talked about psychic phenomena as is seen in patients diagnosed as having dissociative identity disorder. Volp's told of her memories in the realm of the arcane. I remember a room full of men around a conference table. I was maybe five. They put the chair in the middle of the conference table and had me demonstrate my psychic intuitive powers. They had me knock the glasses off of some man's nose without moving. I will deny I ever said this. I remember being in Area 51. I think that's where it was. They had a room full of men around a conference table. They got a chair and they were having me demonstrate my psychic intuitive powers. They had me pinpoint the person who was the least loyal. Everybody went berserk. I had to tell them what I was doing. I had to get under the table psychically and touch his private parts that they know which he parting he was going to be touched. He jumped when I touched him. Did they do a lot of psychic stuff? Yes, it was not unusual. This sort of thing shows up in several interviews with people who claim they've been government victims of mind control. I asked Volps if she'd ever taken part in remote viewing experiments. I don't remember that. I remember being told by somebody way up in the government, very high up, that I was better than Gene Dixon an elected official who was not aware of the programming I'd had. I was told what to answer and what not to answer. I was only a German girl. I was not allowed to be an American citizen. I performed all sorts of things, read his mind, found hidden objects in the room. It's one of the side effects of MPD, Volp said. Then we were trained to use it. The other female I have the most in common with also had a lot of training. She told me she saw the results of genetic experiments. 
a hybrid hermaphrodite. Somebody told me her that that was impossible. It seems clear that the cryptocracy developed aspects of the human mind of which the psychiatric community would not become aware of for many years. In his book, The Cyrus Complex, Case Studies in Multiple Personality Disorder, Dr. Colin Ross writes, Why should people who have been abused as children and who have complex disassociative disorders also be psychic? In one sense, it doesn't matter if the psychic experiences are real or not. That is an important unanswered question in psychology. There's something about the human mind we don't understand, an aspect of experience which has been banished from mainstream psychology and psychiatry. Psychic and introspective perceptions are so characteristic of people with MPD that they statistically differentiate MPD from other diagnostic groups such as schizophrenia, panic disorder, eating disorders, and temporal lobe epilepsy. I have met many people with experiences similar to Martha's, the pseudonym of Ross's patient who describes paranormal phenomena, and all of them have considered their experience to be real. The ability to disassociate and the ability to have extrasensory experiences are closely linked. I mean psychologically, not genetically, although they could also have linked genetically. I think they have the ability to have frequent complex disassociative experiences that can be latent in the absence of serious child abuse, and that often gets activated when there is childhood trauma. Being psychic is not so closely related to have been abused as a child, but this range of human experiences is also prone to activation by trauma. The relationship between paranormal experience, disassociation, and child abuse is something psychologists and psychiatrists should study. A whole dimension of human experiences is simply left out of modern academic psychology, although it is universally present in religion, folklore, mythology, and literature. Martha and others like her have taught me to think clinically about the paranormal in a way which is not skewed by ideological biases of 20th century psychiatry. We know that CIA-funded J.B. Ryan's famous telepathy experiments at Duke University and other explorations of the paranormal. We also know, and we can present evidence, that CIA supports public debunking of the paranormal on a full-time basis. Adding the reports of the monarch victims and others to the 50-year-old long body reports found in ufology, activities of the men in black, you might conclude that one of the cryptocracy's purposes is to disempower human potential through debunking anything that might have the evidence of an evolutionary development of human psychic ability, on the one hand, while working in secret to develop the ability for its own dark purposes on the other. Within the cryptocracy's controlled scientific community, Dr. Ross notes the pattern in a less sinister way. One of the key strategies of the mechanistic reduction philosophy that dominates 20th century medicine is to define the reductionist model of medicine as a medical model. This is a clever, though unconscious, strategy because it implies that all other models of medicine are medical. Reductionism has claimed a monopoly, in effect, over medicine and has borrowed the prestige of science to cloak itself in an aura of power, sobriety, and rationality. Galileo was put under house arrest by the Catholic Church for saying that the earth went around the sun. In the late 20th century, the orthodox scientific establishment ostracizes anyone who considers the existence of demons or extrasensory perception to be a serious scientific problem. 
though it lacks the totalitarian control to implement house arrest. In both cases, what is going on is orthodox dogma suppressing free intellectual property or inquiry, Ross said. The deliberate suppression of belief, both in the scientific and general public, and the innate human psychic ability by the cryptocracy could be the subject of an entire book. For some reason, recently, the so-called monarch survivors are recovering their memories. Thousands of alter personalities are coming forth to tell on their handlers. Many are beginning to walk away from their handlers to drop out of the mind control system. We've heard professionals guesstimate that there could be millions of trauma-based individuals in the United States and probably an equal number of more in Europe. One well-reasoned extrapolation from a study of death row inmates who were misdiagnosed or undiagnosed DID patients added to their disassociative disorders like ADD, ADHA, borderline, bipolar, and so forth, under which so many with DID are diagnosed, suggest a total DID in the global human population upwards of 20%. And the present trend is to gather all the individual diagnoses found under their heading hysteria under the heading post-traumatic stress disorder, where it probably is more accurately belongs. One day, a few years ago, I just started to walk and I didn't know I was walking, Fulp said. I figured I was just leading the same life I'd always been leading, but doing real good therapy. But meanwhile, in my memories, these guys are screaming at me, what are you doing? It's a very crazy story. I ended up getting together with someone who told me he was CIA agent. When there are CIA agents, they want to be able to talk to someone. That's why they told me he was X. We know that you can't stop working for CIA. There is no X. It's like working for the mafia, but that's what he told me. He ended up coming very close to me and giving me a little bit of grief, but it was interesting because I asked him, what did you do for CIA? He said, my job was to go after CIA agents who went bad. It wasn't until a year later that I realized that probably the reason he was hanging around me. They considered me an agent that went bad. And I'm trying, and I'm saying, meanwhile, I don't even know what's going on around here. Now I'm getting the memories and now I know what they're talking about. But when I started to walk, it didn't know I was walking. So then there was a negotiating process. I think that more of us are involved with that than we are aware. You know we all have reporters inside, don't you? And who don't you report to? You think you have problems from 20 years ago to report? No. And we all report on each other unless we've been deprogrammed. And personally, I haven't met anyone who's been completely deprogrammed. I think we still report to people. We have to remember we're talking with a person suffering from MPD or DID here. And while they believe what they are saying, is it all accurate and true? Perhaps we should take a look at what's known about this disorder. In his landmark book, Multiple Personality Disorder, Diagnosis, Clinical Features, and Treatment, Colin Ross tells us this. Multiple Personality Disorder is a little girl imagining that the abuse is happening to someone else. 
The imagining is so intense and subjectively compelling, and is reinforced so many times by the ongoing trauma that the created identities seem to talk on a life of their own, though they are all parts of one person. Two basic psychological maneuvers from the foundation of multiple personality disorder. First, the little girl who is being repeatedly sexually abused has an out-of-body experience. Detached from her body and what's going on, she may float up to the ceiling and imagine that she is being abused or watched. Since that unfortunate little girl on the bed below may have different names and different physical appearances, the abuse in this terrifying is so overwhelming that it may be happening to somebody else and the child is buffered from a direct signal of the trauma. Second, an amnesia personality is erected between the original and the newly created identity. Now, the abuse is not happening to the little girl. She doesn't even remember it. This process is reinforced over and over as the abuse continues. Various identities may be created to deal with different aspects of the trauma, resulting in an eventual total of 10, 20, or more other personalities. Once the mind is in the habit of creating new identities in the West way, alternative personalities may be generated to cope with the many non-trauma events, tasks, or functions in life, including going to school and dealing with peers. Adult patients with MPD experience a number of core symptoms that should be inquired about in psychiatric assessments. These include voices in the head and ongoing blank spells of periods of missing time. The voices are the different personalities talking to each other and to the main presenting part of the person who first comes for treatment. The periods of missing time occur when different personalities take turns being in control of the body and are attributed to the memory barriers between personalities. MPD patients are also experience numerous other symptoms such as those associated with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, substance abuse, sleep disorders, sexual dysfunction, and psychosomatic disorders and symptoms that mimic these of schizophrenia. The assessment and treatment of multiple personality disorder must take this large array of trauma-related symptoms and problems into account. The complexity of the patient's symptoms often result in misdiagnosis and the institution of treatments that are not effective. In fact, in two different published research studies, NPD patients were found to spend an average of just under seven years in the mental health system before being correctly diagnosed. During this time, they received many different diagnoses and treatments, none of which took the trauma into account. Although MPD patients are, by definition, diagnosed as having more than one personality, they in fact don't. The different personalities are fragmented components of a single personality that are abnormally personified, disassociated from each other, and amnesic from each other. We call these fragmented components personalities. Historical conventions, much of the skepticism about MPD is based on the erroneous assumption that such patients have more than one personality, which is in fact impossible. The program MPDs, such as VOLPs, are a different thing than MPDs who have disassociated from less systematic occurring traumas than those imposed during the trauma-based programming. 
The education of the mental health profession has just begun. Victoria Volps is a pseudonym for the child shown at right and below. At right is her passport photo as it appeared actual size in the newspaper. When the photo was blown up, the butterfly and rose appeared on young Volps blouse to her surprise. A lot has been written about the butterfly, but Volps at this time is afraid to learn of what programming the rose could mean. Her therapy continues. 